Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Mortgage Guy here with Jim Gaffney. I uh, hope you're good. Just wanted to cover just a topic today about some basics related to home financing, to mortgages, to preparation. So if you're a home buyer or a real estate agent or maybe a student or someone who just wants to learn a little bit about what is going on or what it takes to, what does it mean to, to get a loan? What does that mean? Um, I'm just going to walk you through some some fundamentals of the lending industry. So nothing really too nothing no secrets here to tell, but just kind of uh, condensing what could be 20 years of lending experience into probably four main parts. Um, and I'm going to go through those right now. So so you're a young couple, you're a college graduate, or maybe you own a home, and in either scenario, you're looking to move up, move out, move in to a new home. Uh, what does that mean? What, what kind of preparation can you expect uh, before you start your home search, uh, which is really key too. So you don't want to start your home search. If you're a realtor, don't start a home search with somebody uh, until they've really evidenced that they truly understand about what it means to obtain financing and that they're actually approved for financing. But really, four, four, three main parts we're going to break it down to. Um, number one is your credit. You have to know what's going on with your credit. And it's amazing how many people don't. Um, it's amazing how many people I speak to and say, tell me about your credit. Um, and they just really don't know what I'm even talking about. And, and that's okay. Everyone doesn't wake up like I do to the credit industry. But when you owe somebody money um, and you pay them or should pay them on a periodic basis, that's called credit. I mean, someone's offered or extended credit to you um, and you're paying them back at said rate. So obviously, I have another, I have another episode that talks about credit and, and that you shouldn't have any or that you shouldn't get yourself into credit debt. Um, so you might want to check that out on my podcast as well. Super important there. But understand your credit. Who do you owe? How much do you owe them in total? Right? How much are you paying them monthly? At what interest rate are you paying them back monthly? There's an opportunity where you may be able to reduce that rate, but know what your monthly debt looks like as it relates to your credit report. On paper, who do you owe every month? Now, within that, you also want to unravel what's your available credit limit, okay, relative to your balance. So you're going to have a credit card. It's going to be with, let's say, I don't know, Citibank, right? Your available balance might be $5,000, uh, your available credit limit, excuse me. Your available credit limit might be $5,000. You might owe them $4,900 and not realize that your credit limit is $5,000, which means that you're maxed out on that card. Okay, so it's so important that you understand your credit and understand that the lower your credit, the lower your credit balances, the higher your score will go. When your credit balances are maxed out or close to the available credit limit, that sends a message that says, this person is not 100% responsible uh, managing credit. And that doesn't mean that you're not paying on time. That's a different topic. We're assuming you're paying that on time, but not responsible in the sense that like, you just keep advancing and advancing and advancing, almost as if you're living off of that credit to, to, to contribute in some way towards your housing obligation. So, so number one, you really have to know your credit, okay? And we can talk about credit forever, but in short, Go to you know annualcreditreports.com 
uh, is a nice site. It's completely free. It's owned by Fannie Mae, so there's no charge. There's no monthly fees. You can get into the credit monitoring websites like Credit Karma, FreeCreditReport.com, uh, which, by the way, is not free, but they do want you to pay for a monthly quote-unquote monitoring service. Um, but nonetheless, good idea to know where your credit stands. Okay, the second thing, when you're looking to buy a home or just or just you want to maintain financial responsibility, um, it's really good to know not only your credit, right, and who you owe, that was number one. Number two, how much do you make? Do you really know how much you make? Do you really know how much you're making after taxes, okay? You know, what are you bringing home every month? Because with the rising cost of healthcare, somebody who makes, for example, $50,000 a year as a wage earner who has a family of four, they may be paying upwards of $1,000 a month in health insurance, uh, you know, health insurance contributions per month, per month, $1,000 per month, maybe $800 per month, more realistic, but that's a, that's a large amount of money. So for someone who's making $50,000, right, you're making $50,000 today, and you think, well, I'm making $50,000, I can afford this car, or I can afford this home, or I can afford this boat, well, look again, get a piece of paper out, get a pen out, go grab a recent pay stub, and look at what your salary is, or if you're commission-based, or if you're self-employed, you really need to write down what your costs are. Because when you take that $50,000, you minus out $10,000 for just medical insurance alone for family, now you're really at about $40,000, maybe $41,000. Now you gotta pay tax on that, right? Now you're down to $30,000, okay? Now that was before any type of retirement investment, you know, 401 contribution, or, um, you know, any, any type of, monthly obligation that you have related to just basic costs and you could go down that list all day with cell phone cell phone bills and car insurance and um, what we call non-credit related items I mean those items that are not going to appear on your credit report your car loans gonna appear on your credit report your your uh, your credit cards are going to appear on your credit report things of that nature personal loans lines of credit um, student loans by the way will appear on your credit but those monthly housing obligations that don't appear on your credit, you know, that Netflix bill, that internet bill, that, that $200 a month cell phone bill for the family that has, you know, three iPads and four phones and Wi-Fi and data packages. And I mean, it's not cheap. You need to add that up one day to sit down with a pen and paper, draw a line, just write, this is what I make and then this is what I owe from that amount. So know what's left over. And I think that when you see on paper, Right, you have to write this down, guys. When you see on paper what you owe, um, it's alarming. It's alarming how much money is leaving your your uh, your income. You know where where is my income going from gross earnings to net earnings? And when you look at that number, uh, you're going to be surprised. So start there. Understand your income. Um, and just as a tip for those interested in growing their career, right? Look at look and see what will change. It, it's it's a scary question. It's very difficult to look in the mirror financially, especially if you're already ha have started a family. And risk is a more difficult thing to to take on. Um, but you know we talk about doing what you love and, and finding passion in your work and all these great things that sound good. But man, when you got to make that payment every month for that family and those kids and 
maybe the wife's not working or one spouse may or may not be working, I should say, because someone is taking care of the children. Um, that is overwhelming to think about growing your income. You're really just focusing on hanging on um, every every month. So look at your income. So that person who makes that $50,000, look at maybe your manager or look at someone who's more seasoned with your employer or outside of your employer, maybe with a competitor. And don't be afraid to appraise your worth. And, and I'll tell you why. If you're not going to appraise what your value is to the marketplace, whether that be anything, I mean, even, even a fixed income role like a teacher or law enforcement, even if you're in a fixed income type of civil service type of job or a trade, there's still opportunities to do that, something similar to that um, in a different environment, in a different environment that might pay you more money um, in some capacity. So look at your income, look in the mirror and say, how can I grow? What can I do to grow that income? And if the answer is I can't, well then A, you're either okay with that or B, start educating yourself on what you would need to do to prepare, to position yourself to be doing something similar to what you're doing, um, but getting paid more. And if you're not appraising your worth yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. You're not going to get a letter in the mail one day and say, hey, we see you're making $50,000. We really see all the hard work you're putting in. We'd love to have you come work for us. You know, sincerely, your, your company's competitor. Uh, you don't really get those letters that often. So have a high level of awareness of your income, what your earnings are, what potential you have to grow those earnings. It's going to come into play later on um, with, with, as it relates to owning a home. Um, but know that answer, okay? So, so far we have credit and we have income. The last thing you need to really have an understanding of is your assets, also known as savings. So I say these things not so much even, look, when you're purchasing a home, these are super, super important, but let's say buying a home is not the top of your to-do list right now. These are still really important topics that if you're listening to this and you have a child or a, child, you know, a teenager, a college student, a uh, post-college student, and they haven't really digested um, financial life. They just don't get it. Have them tune in. Let them understand their credit, their income, and their assets. Are really, these three things are really going to dictate so many pieces of their life. You know where they're commuting. Uh, where you know maybe where they're going to school. What type of career they have. Um, what they're going to do. What 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 hobbies of theirs they're going to be able to invest in, or how they're going to be able to support their family or how much they can contribute to their church or given philanthropy that means something to them. Like if they don't know where they're at now and where they can go, then they're just going to get there. They're going to show up and maybe it's not going to, maybe when they show up, there's things they could have done that could have made showing up more lucrative or more balanced, having had a little bit of common sense. I shouldn't say common sense having a little bit of understanding and education about that particular space. So credit, income, third piece is assets. You've got to put money away. You've got to put money away. You've got to know how much money you have for emergencies. You hear Dave Ramsey talk about that all the time. I think it's, I don't know, baby step number two or three or something, but you've got to have money put aside for emergencies. Um, I don't mean like the microwave broke. I mean like real real emergencies um, where you need to just you just need that money okay to, to survive so it all starts with discipline it's not the money it's not so much how much how much you earn as a, as a living that's important but 
it's the two, two things it's your 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 discipline and the consistency and if you can be disciplined to put money away on a consistent basis it will grow it will it may not grow at the pace you want because you're not putting a large amount away but you will grow some type of income some type of savings by doing this on a consistent basis that might mean ten dollars a paycheck or you know five dollars a week ten dollars a week twenty five dollars we keep increasing it as you're able to trust me you won't miss the money coming out of your directly out of your account um, you'll spend ten dollars at a gas station on Twizzlers and a Gatorade if you don't have it you're not going to spend it so why not take the money out of your checking account on auto draft one two three four times a month and just direct deposit that right into a savings account build that balance enough to where you can then invest into another savings account that's interest bearing continue to grow that to where you can start getting into uh, you know mutual funds and and obviously building a 401 building a retirement account or maybe using that money to invest in a business or uh, a dream of yours financial dream of yours related to um, investment and business so you've got to know your assets if you don't have any create them to say that you don't have any money to put aside you do you do you would most people would borderline vomit if they if they I don't say that sarcastically either if you actually look at what you spend on a monthly basis especially those people with children and sports and whatnot you actually look at what you spend on a monthly basis if you wrote down every single debit every check that was written every cash that was withdrawn you would see there's room there's gonna be room to where you're where you can harvest some of that money to go towards an investment rather than spending it and again it goes back to the discipline we talked about some of the things that you're buying you don't need okay you don't need it it's not that important and when you make it less important you'll find that your savings account will grow so there you have it. I wanted to keep it short, guys, but listen, credit, income, and assets. Take a focus on each one of those. Talk with your family. If you're, you know, if you're younger, talk with your mother, father, uh, guidance counselor, some, you know, some type of um, young financial planner. There's plenty of companies out there that would love to get involved with younger people uh, in their investing, even starting like a, uh, a small account, a small IRA, small retirement account. Um, get started with that. Talk to your spouse about a plan. Do we know what our credit looks like? If we have an opportunity to pick up and move out of a rental and into a home, are we financially prepared? Um, what, what income do we make? We have enough money left over. So take a look at those three things. Credit, income, assets. You heard it right here on The Mortgage Guy. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will catch you, uh, catch you next trip. Take care.